Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle and the House of the Future at nighttime with the red M of the Monsanto logo in the bottom left-hand side of the card. On the back it reads, In Disneyland, Monsanto's home of the future, a showcase for future living, here in direct contrast with the medieval castle looming in the background, this fascinating preview of the wonders and conveniences that await you in your home of the future. It's postmarked October 5th, 1960, and I assume they visit the park on Sunday, October 2nd, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 79 and a low of 57. Park attendance that day was 13,305. It's addressed to a Mrs. Cecilia Coons of Latrobe, Pennsylvania. It reads, Hi, Mom. We'll be leaving Monday the 10th, but won't be home to November because Dell's school. We really enjoyed our trip to Disneyland. I got a sitter for Randy, and we sure had a ball. See you in the near future. We'll take it easy coming home, Betty. Walt was contacted by the Monsanto Company, who had already sponsored some of the other attractions in Tomorrowland. They were looking for a way to advertise that they were going into plastics production. So Disney sent Imagineer John Hench. Monsanto also partnered with some architects and engineers from MIT. Then, in 1957, Monsanto's House of the Future was added to Tomorrowland. The three-bedroom house was placed to the left of the Tomorrowland entrance and was a white, plastic-fabricated home. It was the shape of a plus sign raised about eight feet off the ground. The center of the house was the kitchen and the two bathrooms. From the center, you could spoke out to the other four sections of the house, the master bedroom, the living room, the family and dining room, and the two smaller children's bedrooms. One of the features of the house that was not displayed at Disneyland was the turntable to allow the house to rotate depending on the direction the owner wanted the house to face. Maybe you like to watch the sunset from the living room, or you like to see the sunrise while having breakfast in bed. The home was furnished with modern-looking furniture, including a chair with speakers near the headrest that reclined to allow comfort while listening to your favorite music, push-button phones with speaker functions to allow hands-free communication, and caller viewing screens. Our next card also has the House of the Future, but in daytime with the Matterhorn in the background. On the back it reads, House of the Future. Whether you're a grown-up or a youngster, you'll want to visit Monsanto's House of the Future. Inside this unique home, plastics play an important part in progressive accomplishment for future living. It's postmarked December 6th, 1964. I assume the sender visited the park on Saturday, December 5th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., the weather was a high of 78 and a low of 37. Park attendance that day was 8,510. It was sent to a Mr. and Mrs. William J. Gwen of Hollister, California. It reads, Hi, guess where I am? Isn't that neat? We finished all of our rounds yesterday, so we spent the day here. Really had a ball. Love, Faye. One of the more interesting stories I've read about the House of the Future was in the e-ticket magazine from the early 1990s. Cast members used to play a trick on newer cast members who would come to work in the House of the Future. 
The older cast member would predict the gender of the next guest before entering the doorway. After predicting the gender correctly multiple times, the newer cast member would learn that when male guests would reach the second to last step, they would instinctively tap on the plastic wall to see if it was real plastic. This happened so often and so consistently that maintenance would have to repaint and touch up the spot. The other location in the house that required regular maintenance was the clothes in the closet of the master bedroom. Women would lean over the rope to touch the modern cloth used for the attraction. Costuming had to replace the clothes so often that a plastic sheeting was added around the garments. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It also helps leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. Special thanks to our e-ticket patron, Tania, C-ticket patrons, Debbie Weinstein and Brian Crawford, and a special shout-out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the A-ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the host and guests of the Sent From Disneyland podcast.